Well, we're on, and I don't know. I hope if you hear any random scratching about, it's the um, guinea pig that's just chilling in the corner, doing his thing, being annoying as usual. Yeah, and we're recording in Ian's living room today. So, what have you been up to this week, Ian? Getting into this routine, more this new training program. Oh yeah. That you give me. Seriously, putting me through my paces, I must say, because from being powerlifting, doing powerlifting programs to coming and doing this one, it's a good correct transition. But this week, I've uh, mainly been focusing on this, trying to up it a little bit more, uh, working hard with clients. All my clients are actually smashing it this week. Um, getting some nutritional stuff done because I've just signed up to on a nutritional course to be a qualified nutritionist. So it's exciting learning some new things it's also blowing my mind so it's blowing your mind what's blowing your mind about nutrition so far big words big words <laughs> like what's big, what's big, big words. words like like up and and i struggle really hard with those <laughs> up and and no um what you mean like monohydrates mono unsaturated fats all sorts of different just just just, just, just a few just, off the top yeah words. just just big words. I always struggle with big words. Big words. Okay, like so, photosynthesis, yeah. anti-disestablishmentarianism. Yeah, even pronouncing them. Dodecahedron. Yeah. So yeah, Siri comes in handy a lot. Hey <laughs> Siri, <laughs> what does this word mean? That's near. Yeah. That's funny. No, but yeah, um, it's it's been it's been a productive week. I like to have a productive week. So yeah, well, I've been tracking my um, calories and uh, calorie burn again. Mm. Got my Fitbit on because, and I've realised from just from a week. That I've probably been like under eating like a lot, like especially during the week, and I've been I'm burning way more calories than I thought because I thought I've not been that active. I've hardly been working out, but I've been burning through at least three thousand calories on most days, maybe more three thousand five hundred. Really? Yeah, and but well, that that's on like a, a normal work day. That was last Monday. No, well, that's a lie. Because last Monday was I was off work and I went on a massive trek. <laughs> but and so that's why I was over three thousand calories. But even on the Tuesday when I went to work and all I did was a normal work day and then take Taylor to martial arts and a little like sort of wrestle around with her before she started, and that's all I'd done really. I didn't do any working out and I still burned over three thousand three thousand calories. So it's funny you should say that. So you, you've not been as active and you've been eating food and guess what? You're not piled on three stone, have you? What everyone seems to be worried about. Well, piling on weight because I've not worked out for a week. Oh yeah, that's because I've been under eating by probably a thousand calories a day during the week. You know, like you went on your mad little rant about undulating calories. I've mm. basically been kind of doing that because because yesterday I ate over three and a half thousand calories, but I only burned two and a half thousand. So that's kind of like an up day. And mm-hmm. on Friday, I like to fast on Fridays. I get like at least half a day's fasting in on Fridays, just once a week. Fast Fridays. Fast Fridays. Yeah, instead of Fat Fridays. Yeah. Instead of Fat Friday, I, do, I just put an S in, in there. You know, you got, you, got to, you got to slide the S in there every now and then. And so Fat Friday is now Fast Friday for me. So I fast until like after I pick Taylor up from school. Hmm. So, yeah. So that was a lower calorie day. That was a... That was the day where my calorie burn was like a thousand over my consumption, and then Saturday, because I was like bored, I ate more, <laughs> yeah, and I moved less, so I burned, so I ate like a thousand more than I burned. So that's kind of like the undulating. That's calories. the undulation, and that is definitely what. Uh, that's like natural undulation. That's just... I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't. I didn't eat less on purpose on Friday. 
I just, oh, apart from the fact that I fasted half a day, but I mean, I could have tried to cram my calories in, but I just ate what I felt like, and it just happened to be less. And on Saturday, like, I moved less, but I ate more, so it's not that bad. And, uh, well, what am I on now? My calorie, oh. I need to start wearing mine again, to be fair. It's good. I'm not going to be, like, tied to it forever. This is just to get me, like, baseline. But, like, right now, I'm on, like, 2,000 calories, and I think I've only eaten, like, 900. Yeah. So far. It's... And I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not starving. I'm not. I don't well, depend, again, this is this is something that we are definitely going to touch on, because it's what I strongly... I'm not going to touch on things. We're going to, like, talk about them. Well, I'm not touching things. We're not... <laughs> It's a word, it's just how I use it, how I phrase it, we're just touch, we're touching on. Yeah, right, well, we're going to have, have lengthy discussions on, especially calorie deficit, undulating, and trying to describe and hopefully make it understand by the end of the week is what is most vital. This is what I was ranting about. Yeah, yeah, but can I ask you something though? Yes. Stop talking about what we're going to be talking about, because you interrupted what we were talking about. We were talking about it. Right True. then, and you you stopped to tell people that we were going to talk about it in the future. Yeah. Which made which would kind of make me feel like I should probably stop talking about it now then, even though we were talking about it. So that's just something I picked up on last week, and I was like, why did I? Because I because like I felt a bit like I wasn't paying much attention to what you were saying last week because you just started chatting breeze, and I like switched off. <laughs> so I was like, right, I need to tell you about that. You do. I always chat breeze. I always constantly chat with you. Yeah, don't feel like you need to say stuff all the time just to fill dead air. Because there won't be that much dead air. But anyway, what were we saying? What were we talking about? Undulating calories. Undulating calories, what you've been at by the end of your week. Yeah, because it then it, Yeah. Because your, your body doesn't know what time it is really. Not precisely. I mean, you've got your circadian rhythm, your internal clock. When it gets dark, your body realises it's time to go sleep. That's why most people struggle to sleep these days because of the blue light coming from the tellers. <laughs> yeah, I was having a discussion with that with someone at work. Yeah. One of, one of the women that I work with, she was like, really having trouble sleeping? And I, and I just said, have you ever heard of the blue light syndrome or blue light? And she was like, I don't know what you mean. So I tell her, the light that comes through your phone, do you sit in bed and on your phone? Yeah, scroll through Facebook or scroll through Instagram. I was like, try and knock that on the head when you go into bed then. Turn the lights off yeah. or read. You won't try and have at least an, I mean, I don't do this all the time because I'm only human. I don't always practice what I preach. But you want to try and have at least an hour's no electronics before bed and read. But the reason for that is, it's like the blue light that comes from all these devices. Like, you can get apps to turn it off, but anyway. But the blue light, it stimulates um, your brain into waking up. I think, it, I think it's um, just to produce cortisol. Anyway, that's your body's signal to wake up. So when it gets the blue light, it's uh, it's stimulating your awakeness. Mm. And, uh, your, your body's telling you you want to go to sleep, but then your mind's telling you otherwise. Yeah. Keeping you awake. I've suffered I suffered a lot with lack of sleep and surviving on three hours sleep, and it's not good mm. at all. Yeah. So turning your electronics off completely is one way, but there's also like a little hack, a little bio hack. You can get glasses. That block the blue light spectrum mm. into your eyeballs. I seen I seen um, Sal post something about this. Yeah. Um, this is Sal, some guy from Mind Pump, and he was posting about it. And I was like, that's a very smart idea, to be fair. Well, yeah, I've got some because that's what I tried. There's apps that you can get for like your PC. There's one on 
the PC and I think Mac called Flux, F.Lux, and it can set a timer so that it'll take the blue light out of your screen gradually over time towards, and it also, it like uses your location, so you, so it, so you tell it that well, I'm in England, blah, 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 round about here, so it'll sync up with the actual sunset, so as the sun's going down, it'll take the blue light gradually mm -hmm. more and more out of your screen, mm -hmm. so it's, it's less stimulating and it'll help you get to sleep better. And then on top of that, if you've got blue light blocking glasses on top of that, that can help as well. But like, but this is one of the things where people go mad. It's like, yeah, like blue light's bad for you, but only like, only at night. Blue light exposure in the morning is what you want. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's. I think they've, in some studies they've shown that, uh, like, getting a decent amount of blue light exposure in the morning will actually help you sleep at night, as long as you don't, you're not like still getting that blue light exposure late at night. So if you get a good, so if you get a good wake up dosage of blue light in the morning, so you'd actually like get the real sun on your face. <laughs> Go outside. <laughs> well, <laughs> not in not in England. Yeah, exactly. The more you get in the morning, the better it is at night. Is it's not there, so it'll help. It's like ups and down swings and roundabouts. Mm. You tilt one end of the scale, and the other end will go down. See, when the way you describe it to me, I, I automatically thought of coffee straight away. People. Uh, drinking far too much coffee. This is just, this is how I viewed off what you were saying. So like, have a fair amount of coffee in the morning, have your coffee in the morning, but I, I know people that will have a coffee before they train. So they'll have, they'll have a shot of Americano, strong coffee before they train and then go, I struggle to sleep. You're having coffee at half eight at night? Well, yeah. It's You're having caffeine at half eight at night. So that's the way I, I viewed it with the way you said it then is, try and get as much as you can in the morning in, in the times where your body should be taking it in and less time of it at the night. Where it shouldn't be taking it in as much. Yeah. Well, yeah. <coughs> you think about it stimulating like coffee like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, we'll see where you brought that and drew that comparison. Mm. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. If you think about you staring at Facebook at half seven at night with your screen on full brightness, without this, without these apps that will take the blue light out of it, and it's just. Just like having a coffee for your eyeballs. <laughs> Correct, and people do like hold the phone right near their eyeballs. So it's like it's just it's also it's causing it's got to cause stress as well on the eyes. Scrolling non-stop, reading, scrolling. I mean, I know reading reading helps with people going to sleep. Some people say I read and it just helps me gradually get tired and yeah, then I does. just I just go off. <clears throat> but it's also got strain as well. The light shining bright in your eyes and you're scrolling non-stop, 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 non-stop. Well, yeah. If you if you're reading like a book or something, say even like a book in general, it's not that bad. You've got the light and it's behind you. It's not being shone directly mm. in your eyes. I mean, and even when you can get Kindles and the lighting's not so bright, I have my phone like almost like as almost as dim as I can without it straining my eyes mm. being that dim. One to save the battery, so I don't have to charge it all the time. And two, just because it's, so I'm not getting that constant sh shining in my eyes. Mm. How did we get onto blue light anyway? I forgot now. Don't know. We we're just mixing it up a little bit. So there's there's a little bit on on blue light because it's it's one thing I definitely have to take down. I was definitely really bad. I was definitely one for sitting in my bed for at least an hour and a half just scrolling through scrolling through Facebook. Took myself off Facebook just to take it away from me. I'm no longer on Facebook. So now it's just Instagram scrolling, scrolling, yeah. scrolling. But just try and wean wean yourself off it. Give yourself, like Paul was saying, give yourself like an hour of no electricity and no light, and just see see what happens. See if it can help you out. Yeah. 
So we did plan on answering a couple of questions. We've had I did put out on my Instagram. Uh, if anyone had any questions to help us out with a podcast, it's one thing we we wanted to do was instead of having to get back to each individual person and answer their question, the part if if people throw us questions, we can answer them uh, to best of our ability. Um, so what I want to do is want to kickstart with one. Is that all right? If we kickstart with the first question. No, I want to start with the second question. You want to start with the second question? No, I know. <laughs> you sat there going, no, I'm, I can read sarcasm from a brother I've known for all my life. So let's start with the first question, which is... Who's this from? This is from at Wayne8MUFC. Mm-hmm. And he was asking about creatine. Now I'm going to just get the question, the specific question he asked. Oh my god, this is so professional. So professional. And this is why I said get the pen and pad so you could write it down on the pen and pad. You just wrote down creatine question. Yeah, creatine question. But you didn't. And by who? But you did. You did. Yeah, <laughs> but you did. You did. Oh yeah, you got it now. It's we'll just right, have to right there in front of me. Okay, it's only, it's only a couple of seconds. You get on with it. Have a drink. So, from Wayne at Wayne8MUFC has asked Does creatine really have a big impact on your gains? Is that it? Gains train. That is the question. Does creatine really have an impact on your gains? Yes. Right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Wish it was that simple. Right. So, well, go on. What did you? I was. I was. I was going to say, from my experience with creatine, I don't. I've only ever tried to use it uh, once, and I never ever stuck with it. I never really seen anything from it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't do anything for you. Um, but I know that Paul is more. He's got more knowledge on this, so I'm going to let you kick it off and uh, explain a little bit more. Yeah, I will, but I will by saying, so are you not <coughs> supplementing with creatine at all right now? No. Well, you need to start doing that. Right? I don't. I'm not even, I, I probably tried creatine. No, listen to, look, right, do you want me to tell you why you need to start supplementing with creatine right now? Yes. Because you're uh, a filthy vegetarian like me, <laughs> right? And vegetarians and vegans will get the most gain from creatine, but so will non-vegetarians and vegans. Because... I'm not going to go into how it works, but creatine is creatine is the only supplement with like the most amount of scientific support behind it. The amount of science that's been done on it to show that it does help with both strength gains and muscle gains. Creatine is just like um, it's a nutrient that's found in muscle in general. That's why I was saying to Ian that he needs to supplement him with it because he's a vegetarian because it's only really found in meat because it, it's formed in muscle tissue. So if we want to get more creatine in, we have to supplement with it. You need to supplement with it. So let's say from this podcast now, I'll start supplementing with creatine and then a couple of podcasts time, I'll give you the result of what it's done for me and how it's, how it's, how it's helped me and made me feel. Yeah. We'll go for that. Um, it's not something that I, I, I never looked into. It's not something I put into my diet, into my daily routine. I've taken, I take enough vitamins and all these other tablets I've got to take or swallow anymore, but... I, I can get it in the powder form and get it in all sorts. So, yeah, you, and and also, it's the creatine monohydrate is the main the main one. Yeah, all the, all the scientific studies that have been done have been done on creatine monohydrate. You've got all these other fancy types of creatine that have like being advertised and marketed towards being better absorbing and better this and better that. But there's not really that much science that's been done on those. And, and the science that has been done has not really been like backing up the claims of them being better. So I'd stick with creatine monohydrate, but it's 
Um, it not only is it good for helping with muscle growth and endurance and um, strength gain, it's, um, it's a good energy source for your brain. Mm. There's another reason why vegetarians and vegans need to be getting on the creatine because they don't get it in the diet and it is a nootropic. It does improve your brain compartments. Right. That time definitely does that too. That's why I'm saying you need yeah. to take it, is it helps your brain work gooder. Gooder, better, <laughs> <or> a... yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it do, it definitely does help with get with with the uh, increase in muscle size and strength. Because it's 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 one of those if you give it a try and and like I said, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna be bad for you. If you're gonna take creatine, it's, it's, it's an energy source. But it's the main. It's like the main <coughs> energy source for your muscles. It's like the first. Way I can't. Uh, this is what I've just hated about doing my um, PT courses is trying to remember the Krebs cycle. But it's like one of the earliest um, forms of energy in the Krebs cycle, the creatine phosphate. Okay. Creatine phosphate. Do you not remember that from your PT? Uh, no. No. Exactly. Wait, you mentioned it. No, I don't. Just remembering the science of it. Yeah. And just remembering bits of it. But anyway, it's used as an energy source. The um, the creatine phosphate molecule. The ATP is adenosine triphosphate, and if you remember the bit when it gets used up, and then you get adenosine diphosphate, mm. and then to turn that back into triphosphate, it takes the phosphate uh, part from the creatine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You no, remember, you remember yeah, that? I remember now. It bit. takes it from there, and it comes back. It comes back around and used. No. Yeah, but anyway, it takes the takes the phosphate molecule from the creatine phosphate that's in the muscle and turns it into ATP, and then just, I might this might not be completely accurate, but basically that's what happens. I mean, there's probably a bunch of t PTs that are listening. If there is any, thinking that we sound I'm like fucking idiots right now. Hmm. But, yeah. that, but that's the point. It's just the communication part that we're bad at. It's all in my brain. It's how you come across. Like. It's getting it out. The more, the more we start doing it, anyway, the more it'll come out and better. So, yeah. to answer your question, does yes. it help towards? Yes, it does. It does help towards. Yes, and Ian's going to be um, start. I recommend five grams a day. Five grams a day, and yes. I will be the guinea pig. Yes, I'll be guinea pig. Because I didn't know you weren't taking creatine or no. just a protein shake with no. No, because yeah, I've, I've totally, I'm totally off supplements at the minute. I don't take supplements at all. Um, no. Especially with my training, I don't take protein shakes. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. It's one of the things I'm trying to do is, is get it through my food as much as I can. And being veggie, people do ask me the question: being veggie is how do you get your proteins in? You gotta get. You gotta get all the. How, how do you get around 200 grams or 180 grams of protein in a day? Uh, and for me, it's chickpeas. I absolutely love chickpeas. These are what's helping me a lot. Chickpeas, all my lentils. And to be fair, like yeah, I do throw chickpeas in with most meals. Um, also, lots, lot, in lots of corn products or lots of other meat-free products are, are rammed with kinds of protein, a type of protein. Um, and it is tough. I, I, I do find it tough. I'll, I'll to get my protein in as much as everything else. Uh, what do I have for fats? What do I have for carbohydrates? I do get asked a lot of questions on what's your diet like being a vegetarian. <clears throat> but I don't, like Paul was saying earlier, he's, he's tracking how much he's losing and he's tracking how much he's putting in. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that at the minute. So I'm just trying to eat as much as I can of good quality food instead of 
trying to sneak in a shake, trying to sneak in a bar, because I used to eat them all the time, and they are high in sugar for me as well. Mm. Um, it's not something you don't want to be introducing them into your diet all the time. They're good, quick, and effective for when you, you're struggling. But I'm trying to trying to get it in with my food at the minute. Yeah, I've, well, that's <coughs> another thing that I noticed when I'm with my tracking as I've been under eating protein as well, and I've been trying to not. Because one of the biggest things is eating protein, too much protein. Pretty much everyone is eating too much protein, especially in the gym, because it's been overemphasized too much, but it can be putting a stress on your body. So I was like, especially when I was keto, and then my protein needs to be even lower because protein synthesis is like through the roof on, um, when I was in keto. Mm. I've forgotten what the point I was trying to make was now. Oh yeah, because I'm, even though I have a protein shake pretty much every day during the week, even that with just one protein shake, I need, I've had to start doubling up on some days because I've just been too low on protein and I, there's only so much corn I can eat. Yeah. Um, I'm on jackfruit as well at the minute. And jackfruit, yeah. Jackfruit I, don't know, I don't know how proteiny that is, but it's just like, it's a good synergy. It's, it's just so good as well. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot like pulled pork. That, that's what all the like vegan pulled pork stuff's made out of, is yeah. jackfruit. We, we actually did the pulled pork the other day. Me, me and Zoe did. Well, she made it. To be no, did you make it from scratch? We made it from scratch and it was taste. I made it from scratch before and it was alright. But that's because I made it. <laughs> yeah, Jack, Jack and Right, Jack anyway, we've waffled on enough about that and diverged too much from that question. But hopefully, creatine, good. Take it, everybody. No excuse not to. Give oh, actually, that. one thing. You can overdo creatine and it can create something you can create like creatine stones like kidney stones yeah well just understand it same as anything don't absolutely abuse your body just by taking so much of something absolutely absolutely read into taking creatine how much creatine you should take don't just start scooping stuff into your mouth just go yeah these guys said take creatine it's all right uh, yeah it's yeah it, like anything take it in moderation i don't take more than five grams a day you don't need to load up on it for a week that's that's, that's bullshit. That's just marketing bullshit. Correct. To buy more creatine. So about about five grams a day will be decent enough. Right. Next question. There you go. So next question is from at Dayton Essien. Uh, his question is how vital are rest days? Vital. Or how important are rest days? How how important are they? How, how important are rest days? They are vital. Like <laughs> <laughs> what you did there. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yes. So. Yeah, how, how important are rest days? And obviously, I know Dayton, and I spoke to him about uh, rest days before. Um, yeah, it sounds like he needs to relax. Yes. I've got a friend like this who needs to relax, but like, I'll tell her, but she knows, I know she won't listen, but anyway. Rest days are the most important days. Working out is like, it's just like putting an order in for your body to grow muscles. Um, you're working out, and you're just sending the signal to grow. Or like, you break, like, People think you break down the muscle to make it grow. It's like yeah, sort of. But if you if you if you're doing the breaking down muscle to to make it, hoping that it'll overcompensate as it's healing, then you're gonna need even more rest days. Mm -hmm. Rest days is where the magic happens. When you go in, like I was saying, before, like I said before, when you go in the gym and you work out, you're putting in an order to for, for your body to grow some. So you think about doing your your curls for the girls. You're doing your bicep curls. You put you put it in an order for bigger biceps, right? So then on the rest day, that's when the growth happens. That's when all the work happens, right? But you can't. Oh, this analogy breaks down now. 
because you, you, it's just like ordering more and more stuff and not have, not. Well, I've, I've, I've never heard this analogy. This is why I've not spoken. This is why I've not said anything because I'm, I'm listening to this analogy because I've not heard it. And I've done I, it, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> but the. The way you're describing it is you're putting an order in for your muscles to grow. Yeah. If you don't sit there and wait for your order to come in, for those muscles to grow, and you just keep ordering and ordering and ordering, when is your order going to get here? When, this is the way I just... Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at, but, yeah. then, but then you could just... You could <laughs> I, I got the... Yeah, I've never heard that analogy, and people listening are never going to hear that analogy, and I got it from that. No, that's all right. Then. I, I got it from that, so you understand... You break it down, you're doing curls for the girls, you want your biceps to go, I'm going to put in an order for bigger biceps. C.T. Fletcher, he was the best man for putting in orders for bigger biceps. And he rested to let his biceps grow, but then he did another order, and then he rested, and another order, and rested. So you see where we're going with this. Order your muscles to grow. I order you to grow, (laughs) C.T. Fletcher used to say. I order you to grow, and he would grow, and he put that order in. And then he'd wait for his order, his order would come, and he'd get big biceps and then go and order again yeah like do, doing your biceps like two days in a row like killing them two days in a row is like being that um short haircut mom who needs to go and speak to the manager it's like i put my order in and then the next thing you're doing you're going speaking to the manager and just causing all the fuss so that everyone's dealing with you being at the front desk with your short haircut <laughs> instead of in the kitchen making your order yeah yeah that that, that kind of fixes the analogy now i kind of we got the analogy. Right. It's a good analogy. So so rest rest days are also I was I will I'd hold my hands up and admit I know you can't see it, but my hands are up in the air. Um I never very rarely used to rest because I was so addicted to losing weight and being in the gym and if I didn't feel like I'd done anything then it's not I'm not it's not worth it. Um yeah, I can't just sit at home and do nothing because then I'm just gonna get fat again. And this is the way I thought. So I would pedal to the metal seven days a week. And no wonder, like, my body wouldn't react, nothing was going on, and I hit a plateau for a very long time, and it was like, why, what's going on, what's going on? And it just takes someone to just go, well, when did you rest? And I'm like, yeah, that's a very good point. I'm on, I'm on 10 days in now where I've constantly done something. When do you rest? When do you work on other things apart from the gym? And I'm like, that's a very good point. I was so obsessed with the gym, I was so obsessed with training, couldn't work on anything, because there is life outside of the gym. There's life outside of the gym, I don't care what anyone says. Someone else has got something else going on apart from not just the gym. So in those rest days, you, while you're letting your body rest, you can work on something else. Work on your mind. Work on, I don't know, getting smarter. Educate yourself. But rest. In those rest days, find something else to do. It's, I don't mean just sit at home and rest and do nothing and slow. If you want to do that, do that. That's fine. It's a rest day. But also on a rest day, you can also start to pick up on other things and... So a rest day is also good in a way for your body to regenerate and grow, but also a rest day is good for you to focus on other things that is not the gym. Yeah, a rest day doesn't have to be sat on the couch watching telly doing that. For me, a rest day is when I go on walks with my mates, or a rest day, I can like just I work on my flexibility mm-hmm. and my mobility. Like um, anyone who's been into CrossFit or at least paid attention to that. Them idiots. Sorry, those. Um, <laughs> I have CrossFit friends. <laughs> I have CrossFit friends. Too. You are idiots. No, no, no they're no, not no, idiots. It's just some of the programming is. Yeah, we are But anyway, my point was they're big into active recovery. You know, they're trying like um, because they try and sell the spinning on an on your off day as active recovery. <laughs> it's not. It's it's an intense workout. Spinning it's, is hardcore. Spinning is hardcore. That's not active recovery. That's another intense training session. Yeah. But I've forgotten what my point was now. 
It's like, yeah, active recovery, like I was saying, my off days is walking. It's like, some for some people, that, I know for some people that's a workout, but for me that's just a nice time. Again, it's... Going for it, a walk. It's, you well, can, you can, like, uh, you told me you told this guy about trigger sessions. Trigger sessions as well, Like, yeah. that's something that uh, Mind Pump do, and it's like, uh, it's something called Pavel Satsulin calls it, greasing the groove. And it's just like doing lighter work on the on your days off. You just do a little pump, and you just like get keep the blood flowing. Like so, it, for me, when I first learned about trigger sessions, it blew my mind. It was like because that this is when I was so obsessed with one muscle per session. Oh, when you were doing splits. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a different. Yeah, but, but but for me, um, when it comes to trigger sessions, it was this is what blew my mind is because I trained chest on a Monday. I'd never revisit it until Monday again. No. So a trigger session, the way I came across to me was, it was keeping the signal from muscle to brain, from muscle to brain, keeping yeah, the signal. Yeah, it's, it's just in, and it's adding frequency without the intensity. Frequency without intensity. And just getting the blood flowing. So rest days are the most important days because that's when the magic happens. That's why that's why we started. We were talking about sleep earlier, and we got on to sleep earlier in the episode because of how important it is. See, all these things link together. They're all important if you put them all together, but um, dating, Essien, rest days, bro. Yeah, relax. Enjoy a bit of downtime. Do something else, and then go in and yeah. smash it. I mean, if it's sort of a psychological thing, that's why I always start talking about trigger sessions and doing stuff. An active recovery because if it's a if it's a psychological thing like you need to you feel like you need to be in the gym or it's like the gym is the gym is your obsession at the minute and you just love being there i mean we've all been there when we first start out and stuff don't we mm-hmm. but it like if you just want to be in the gym more that's why you need to be doing these sort of trigger sessions or working on mobility or something that's not like putting strain on your body but doing a train on your body like working it as a skill it, it was strength is a skill and you need to practice the movement more than just like making it difficult by putting more weight on or doing more Hence. so if you if you don't want to be like at home and you want to be in the gym then just be in the gym but just do really light stuff and work on mobility do something weird did yeah do, do some random fun stuff because like with uh, a prime example for me today, I'd, I'd already trained in, in the morning and then I met up with Paul later on at uh, Manchester Muscle. And what was I doing? Uh, Paul was throwing some other stuff around. I was doing some windmills. I was just getting some kettlebells, doing some windmills, doing some mobility stuff, getting a stick, just having a bit of fun, not doing anything too intense. But because I do like to be in the gym environment, I couldn't just be in there doing nothing. So I helped Paul watch Paul just smash a bit of weights around. It was good to watch. And then I did some uh, mobility stuff and it was, it was good for me. Yeah. So enjoy rest days and enjoy not always going pedal to the metal all the fucking time and you know just taking it back and this is one thing that I'm learning from now is doing some mobility work and, and get some flexibility back. Mm-hmm. So thanks thanks to uh, at Wayne Eight MUSE and at Date and Essie for the questions. Appreciate those a lot. And I hope we've answered them uh, as thoroughly as we could. Yeah, I hope we didn't sound too stupid when we tried to remember technical stuff. Yeah, I mean, all, all that science shit. All that science stuff. It's in my brain, it's just getting to it and make it... It doesn't always get from my brain to my mouth in the same shape. <laughs> it's like when it's in my brain, it all makes sense, but when it comes out of my mouth, I sound stupid. Yeah, but then, at the same time, yeah, like, I, I, I'm, I'm the flip reverse where I just speak before my brain even comes into it. and then. Yeah. But, more, more practice with this. First... Yeah. 
Sucking at something is the first step in being kind of good at something. <laughs> first step to success is to fail. Failure is the first step to success. I do love, I do love that thing, to be fair. Do you? Well, yeah, I really do love it. Cause where, where's it from? Failure is the first step to success. Yeah. My, I was quoting Jake the dog from a bench time. But I, was, uh, I was quoting Ian Humphries from the couch in his living room. Fair enough. Right, well, that's uh, the end of this episode, I think. If you want to catch us on the social medias... I'm at Yo Buddha on uh, Instagram and um, at Facebook. Bigger, at Bigger Picture Fitness on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Peace out. Peace.